0: back. I don't expect anything less. Cheers. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. This is another conversation of clarity. Listen, if this is your first time here, thank you. If you've been here before, man, hopefully this time you brought a friend. If not, maybe next time because this is something that will be here for years to come and this panel of gentlemen here, what we're going to talk about today is relationships. What? Yo, what are, what are we going to do here? Oh, I got to right so make sure that we. Oh, hey, there we go. There we go. Last time you were in, but this time I got to make sure before we get started.
1: I thought you Listen,
0: this is my. <laughs> as y'all can see, there are a lot of different bottles here, so the sphere of reference is going to be open and vulnerable.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, tears um, to the women and the men and all those in between, cheers. cisgender, whatever. We embrace it all, but yeah, it is going to be an amazing conversations. Yes. Because yes. I know I've been through a shit ton of relationships. <laughs> And why can I curse? Because it's mine! (laughs) (laughs) You have a choice of all the hundreds of thousands of podcasts and I'm so very thankful and grateful that you're choosing this one right here. And this is going to be an eye opening because these are professional gentlemen, myself included. Professionals. Okay, that's a word that can be (laughs) misconstrued, but we're going to share our experiences and our vulnerability just so it can add to your life and to your growth. So yeah, relationships, man, we've been talking about we're all fathers here yeah. and we've all come from a place of a competitive environment. And sometimes people fall through the cracks and we are focused on the goal at hand. Mm-hmm. So what this year is to share in a conversation about bringing the audience in, the listeners in, the viewers in to our thought process, because we are much more aware of emotional coherence. That was something that when I grew up, there was no such thing as emotional coherence. When my father and my mother had their roles, this is what I saw, like that particular role. So when I went into relationships, that's what I thought it was supposed to be. If I didn't feel comfortable with it, ah, I'm not gonna talk about it. And you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. You're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. But now we understand that it's not just about (laughs) us. It's about the greater good. So with that being said, excuse me, we've been toasting up for a while. And my man is getting some water back then because he's getting choked up because we were just talking about his relationship. (laughs) So (laughs)
2: He's a He's about yeah. I, like that.
0: To, I like to treat this podcast, the platform, as whose line is it anyway? And I could be the default Wade <laughs> Brady.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the other thing, and, and, and really, brilliantly how you lay that out, I think the other thing of what needs to be said is, is we are all men who love, right? And it, it is all about children we respect who you love and how you choose to love but the fact of the conversation of what's coming next is that we are all men who love yes unequivocally and I think Un- that, wavering. and i think that's important to preface whatever comes next
0: yes because here's the thing we are alpha males but we understand that this conversation about relationships and opening the forum and the conversation to allow y'all to experience how we feel is tantamount because you can sit in your own understanding, but if you don't want to come to the table open-minded to have a conversation, if there is some, um, <coughs> not congruent, like I guess, if it's not congruent, that can yeah. really cause a lot of, um, distorted views of, of, if you interact not only with us but with other men, right? And so the thing is, there are people that we understand like for me personally, I know in the past when I was in my ego, I hurt people. And visually, I remember those conversations, but now I understand that that's not what it's meant to be. It's about growing together and learning and having that communication, right? So as fathers, as men, as people that are going into relationships to want to grow. Man, these are conversations that you need to have whether you're uncomfortable or not. You need to open up your mouth and have these conversations, right? So this is a a blessing to be able to sit here and talk with men who I respect, who in their own right are going through and navigating and mitigating that relationship, that cat and mouse. That is the ultimate that drives us, that cat and mouse. Game and this is not a game. This is us just being honest, open. You can dial in and ask us any sort of questions. Man, I want to take it to you because you are obviously a father, your son Nolan, my nephew, three years old, just turned three. How are you navigating business, being a father, your significant other trying to figure out her path? Like, how are you helping to guide and be open and have those conversations to make sure that y'all are on that
1: same trajectory. Man, it's it's a it's a learning moment every day and, and I think it starts with just having open conversations, right? Okay. So it's I think a lot of times when you ask someone, Hey, are you good? and they say, Yeah I'm good I think you I think as you get to learn that individual, that person you have to know when good is good and when good is not. <laughs> and you have to be comfortable in pulling back the layers of the you know that conversation. And so when I asked, you know, Erica like, Hey, are you good? And she's like, Yeah, I'm good. And you know she's not good. You just gotta say, Hey, I might not like what it's about to be said, but I need to understand, I need to respect it and just ask that second, the third, that fourth question, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes time. Right? And it goes both ways, and it's it's been a, a journey for us. Um, I think what's helped was that when we moved to Chicago, I think the best part about that was that there was no support system. It was really just her, I, and Nolan. Yeah. Right. I remember you that can't year. really count Nolan because he can't you know, even really- change diapers right now, right? So, so it's really just her and I, and just really understanding and getting to know each other to where you respect each other's boundaries, and you know when you know when, when i'm working she understands that hey from this time to this time he's doing what he needs to do yeah for the business side but when i'm home i think one of the biggest thing was you know i disconnected myself from the business side of things yeah. Yeah. and then it was just focused on the family piece um and then it's just you know being honest about hey how's your day going what do you need from me and then following through on those things you know yeah. so it's been it's been a journey it's, it's not perfect yeah. but i think that's the beautiful part of it yeah. is that i truly don't think that there ever is a perfect person i think for me it's not about finding that perfect match it's more about hey what are your um, what are the things you're not good at mm-hmm. how can i be that person to help fill in that gap or yeah. to kind of help build that piece upon yeah. that so so i think that's always been my approach and i know we were talking earlier last series relationship was two thousand two. Yeah. And Erica and I met in two thousand eighteen. So you talk about, damn what's the math from that? Sixteen years? That sixteen year gap. I'm really trying to figure out, man, what what is that void? How how can I be a better person? And what I found what what I think works really well for her and I is that she is very comfortable not just in who she is, but in who I am. And then the things that I'm not good at, she's able to fill that void. and it's, it's by vice versa as well. Yeah.
0: Side, so Amazing. Amazing. And just to kind of preface <clears throat> it, like I am sitting with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, executive owners, right? So this is a higher level, not just the run of the mill employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee, but it takes a different sort of mentality to, as we talked about servant leadership and have people that depend on your guidance in order to feed their families. So this is something that is a much deeper dive into, not just the, you know, the beating of the chest, I am man, hear me roar, because <laughs> y'all deal with different personalities and people that are in it for the work or in it for the big picture, and you have to juggle mm-hmm. all of that, right? So. I just say that to say, like, when we're talking about this right here and these conversations, these are the steps that are a much deeper dive to building a foundation for sustainability. Because in each one of these gentlemen's lives, like, yo, corporations depend on the decisions that they actually make. So with us having this conversation, the
1: stakes are
0: much higher than somebody that just takes a time card and just like and then at 5 o'clock they check out, right? So with that same question that I posed to him same you,
2: Don Man I think everything you just recently said makes a lot of there's a lot of truth in that so um, high level decisions, blah 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 whatever, Uh, but I want to peel it back to being that the truth that's evident of all of that, which may not be something that most people can understand or realize, is that uh, you can make billion-dollar decisions, million-dollar decisions all day long. You can be whoever the freak you are. CEO, VP, blah, 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 whatever. If your family unit, your significant other who is supposed to be the one that will hold you down that can chime in to say um, I am the one that's gonna distract you from your everyday day-to-day all day uh, <clears throat> you make all these decisions you are the king of who you are when you leave but when you come home you need to level with your queen mm-hmm. like that is the most realist truest if you can find that individual mm-hmm. um, man, woman, whoever you align to, whatever your gender, pronouns, whoever, whatever that shapes up to be, if you can find that individual, then you can come home and say, I dominate whatever professionally is," but I come home and this is my plug, this is my person, this is my reality, this is my who that needs to be. For everyone that you see, who you aspire to be, I promise you, there is someone who you do not know that is that person for them. Because in order for you to be who you would ever aspire or who you want to be, there has to be that individual on the backside to allow you to level set, to challenge your BS, to when you come home and you say, I failed, or when you're terrified of standing in front of a group of people to say, I have you, I'm going to hold you, I'm going to lock you in, and then when you turn around and leave here tomorrow, you're going to be a better version of yourself because you know you come home to me? Yeah. Like, that is the ultimate of ultimates. And you can't achieve any higher level goal until you have that in your life.
1: Yes. Man. Yes, yes, yes. So, two scenarios, situations to solidify that was... When Nolan was born, um, a month later, I was in Chicago and I was flying back and forth. They gave me three to four months until we had to officially move sh- to Chicago. And what was crazy was at that time, Erica and I were like, oh, no, you stay in Houston. I'll fly back and forth for a week. Like in our minds, it was it was sustainable, right? But I remember after the first 30 days, I was dreading that conversation because I never wanted to force Erica's hand to say, hey, I need you to move because of my career. I was okay telling my company, hey, I can't do this Mm -hmm. because family, you go back to my values Values. of our conversation a couple of hours ago, it's like, if anyone, especially a company ever says, family is not number one to us, that's not the right company for me. But I remember dreading that flight back home from Chicago to Houston. It's like, man, how do I, how do I even start this conversation? Because you know, because in my mind at the time when I was in Denver, going from Denver to Houston, I thought it was easy. But then I realized, well, it was easy because it was just me. Sometimes you just don't think about it because yeah. if, you, if, you, if you don't, you know, you hear those stories, but until it happens to you, it doesn't hit you that it hits you differently, right? Yeah. But I remember living, you know, O'Hare Airport, flying uh, back to Houston. I was like, man, I don't know how the hell I'm going to even bring this up in a conversation because she gave up so much for me to do what I needed to do. But I remember walking in that door and she stood there and she's like, we're moving with you. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Like, yeah. No conversation needed. That's when I knew it was like, check, done. She yeah. is the one, right? And oh, so where's the ring <clears throat> was that it's what, coming where? it's coming <laughs> episode three <laughs> episode three right yeah
2: because
1: yeah. homies hold you down yeah ring? what's up <laughs> but then but then i think the other other defining moment, <laughs> <laughs> the other defining moment right was going back to what we were talking about earlier about like covid and all that was I was at a point in my career where I was like, man, I'm bored, I'm complacent, no matter what I wanted to do with my current company, internship, mentorship, whatever it may be, different concepts within the brand, for me, I I wasn't challenging anymore. And to be able to say, hey, I'm gonna walk away from a really good gig that was very comfortable that I think 90% of people would say, I'm just gonna ride it out until they just kick me out, whatever. Knowing that, hey, I need to have a conversation with you. I'm thinking that I'm comfortable. I'm not okay with that. I want to get out of that comfort zone and just walk away from a really good thing. You know, when I had that conversation with her, she was like, there was no hesitation. It's like, let's get it done. Yeah. You know, so I think after those two moments right there, for me, it was just like, damn, it's like, this is why there was such a huge gap, right? Because yeah. I remember she was asking me, like, What's wrong with you from 2002 to the moment we met you had no serious relationship and really what i was trying to explain to her was i needed someone that i could come across that's going to challenge me to be honest to me mm-hmm. if you don't agree with something don't just say yes to say yes just say no i don't agree with that i'm gonna call you out on your bs or whatever and yeah for some people they might find it immediately or it might be a couple of years for me it was six it was a sixteen year gap, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think for me, those two moments right there just solidified this is why that, that that waiting moment was so worth it, right? Yeah. But yet don't ever drop your standards, don't remove yourself from who you are yeah. just to fulfill a void. Yeah, don't compromise. Yeah, yeah, don't compromise, right? Just and it's hard, right? Because yeah. you're like, man, so because sometimes you're like maybe it's not the other person maybe it's me yeah but then when you realize that you come across the right person it just hits you differently though yeah. you know so i think that's that, that that would be the defining moment for me was the decision to go to chicago but also the the comfort in knowing that hey we're going to walk away from something really good to come back home knowing that that person was going to be right there by your side to support you on it but also to push you and challenge you as
0: yeah. well so that's an, that's an amazing mix, right? Because coming up in a competitive environment as alpha males, figuring it out, wanting to be the executive, the owner. Boy, sometimes we take for granted that, you know, when we're going through the rigors, it's nice to have somebody that can not just hold us accountable to that ownership, but to support us and to love us when we are not feeling our best because yep. we were raised to like even if we're not feeling our best you have to be the dude right yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you can't, just, you know, I mean, you can't yeah. let any sort of tink of armor come because mm-hmm. people will take advantage of that but when you realize like that is where the strength comes from is when you are able to just like yo I'm feeling weak right
2: now yeah
0: and i need somebody to yo know, just listen to me and not necessarily fix it, but just understand mm-hmm. the pressure that this crown comes
2: from. You know what I mean? like My brother, so the, the saying is, <laughs> is, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that, we, like I said before, you got to have somebody you plug into. And the balance of that is, is that you have to show strength all the time. But on the backside, vulnerability to display that strength. Yes. And, and you know, excuse me, it, it, it happens a lot of times to where, you know, <clears throat> it's confusing because many of the people that can provide the support that you could plug into so you could display that strength criticize you for when you become vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. So they want you to be vocal. They want you to say these things. They want you to do whatever. But at the same side of that coin is, is in some situations when you become vulnerable, they hold that against you to say, I wanted you to be strong. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, you have to kind of figure out is, is what's that balance of I'm going to be I'm meant to be and be strong and be the leader and be the whatever that needs to be and like it's okay to visit being vulnerable but I can't live there because my day-to-day defines that I need to be that alpha that strong that leader of the family unit or whatever but I cannot be who that person should be unless I plug in for whatever that timeframe is. Yeah,
0: man, that's a, that's a beautiful point. And earlier when we were talking, we were talking about servant leadership and mostly we focused on the business aspect of servant leadership. But as a, a man in relationships and, and, and finding a partner, how do you then turn it from a business aspect of servant leadership to the relationship aspect as you are grooming your partner to grow along with you? What are some things that you have learned along the way that like, yo, I can take the business acumen of the servant mm-hmm. leadership into
2: my relationship? What are some of
0: the things that you have?
2: Uh, yeah, so it, it's real easy to say, I'm going to lead and be the one and whatever. And in a lot of relationships, that's what they expected of you. Uh, you have to quickly remind yourself that especially if you're in a a position of power or leadership or whatever you want to call that, and your day-to-day every day is to make decisions and call shots and do those things, is that when you come away from that, um, your significant other does not work for you or does not take orders from you, Mm -hmm. right? And when those situations happen, a lot of the support and the things that they do for you is out of love. And you cannot abuse that to say, I'm going to spend that into you're doing those things because that's what you should yeah. do. Yeah. They're doing those things because they love and decide to invest in you and where the, the, the potential of where you is going to go and embrace that from a, from a perspective of, I love and cherish this person because they care enough about me to invest and pour into you, yeah. And I think the other part of that is, is that you have to understand that you equally, in order to get that love and pouring into you, you have to pour into that individual mm-hmm. and meet them where they are based on their personal situation. You know, I've been in relationships to where it's, person is all buttoned up, they're solid, they're this, they're that, they're driven, they're whatever. And I've been in relationships to where they're trying to figure out who they're going to be, but they're a diamond in the rough. And it is like you have to figure out and understand where you think that can be. And are you going to be willing to invest the time to get where the diamond in the rough is going to be? Because a lot of times that person who's the finished product is, is they're never going to grow past who they are. And there's no disrespect to that. But if you want something more than that, you have to invest And the diamond that is what is going to be to get to where it truly will be beneficial for the both of you.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because the thing, when we come into relationships, we are so polarized to think like selfish. This is me. This is what I've been through. And you have to conform to whatever it is, which breeds a sort of divisiveness that we're like, where is the conflict resolution? Because we're used to being competitive over here As men Mm -hmm. And then women seeing us as like Oh well this guy is competing to be this I need to make sure that I Hold my weight But guess what it's a different environment Away from the business aspect Right so it's like How can we get to a place where we Communicate effectively Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day If I am choosing you I'm coming from a place of Love Totally. And I understand that now just off of the years of having failed relationships. Totally. And go ahead.
2: And I think the thing which you just said is so important because I just had this conversation recently is that um, I need to plug into you and I need you to be very honest with me and challenge me the man <clears> that I need <throat> to be but I cannot compete with you. Mm. I have to fight with the world. I have to fight with injustice. I have to fight at work. And when I come home to you, I cannot fight or compete with you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be confident enough in yourself to challenge me and to say what I should be and who I can be for us to be better together. But it can never be a competition of me competing against you because we will never win. Oh, we will never. Win. Yo,
0: yo, that is gold. Because we, we weren't really taught, we weren't taught that we were taught roles. Mm-hmm. And when you play a role, what happens when that role is no longer needed? What are you going to fall back on? I'm so, I'm so glad that you said that, man. Did you have do you have any comments with regard to what you just said? What you just said? Yeah, you know, it's
1: um, for me w- what I've learned, right? And this is where I'm, I'm learning how to separate the mindset of the, the business side from the from the personal side. Is that, you know, when, when we were moved back to Houston, you know, we had a conversation of, hey, here's what I'm gonna do. What do you wanna do? And, you know, I felt myself at times pressing like, hey, you should go do real estate, you should do you should do this, you should do that. And what I found myself and it was a reflection moment was when I when I learned about when I made bad decisions around promoting people, what I found was I was pushing a certain individual to be the person I wanted them to be, not yeah. letting them be who they were. Yeah. And I had to remind myself that when I was having that conversation with my girlfriend, I was like, no, what are you passionate about? What is in your best interest? Because I, in my mind, I thought the best interest was like, hey, you should go do real estate. Yeah. You should go do real estate. Yeah. And she kept pushing back. I was like, well, I don't want to do real estate. I don't want to do real estate. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to remind myself, wait, it's not her choice. You know, it's, it's not, not my choice. choice. It's her choice mm-hmm. of what she's comfortable with. So that was a learning moment for me, yeah. you know, and, and so I was trying to compare what was, what, what was I successful at in, in, in my professional side and what were some of my opportunities, you know, that I learned from and, and when it came to promoting people, the ones that were successful because I allowed them to be who they were and, and what they were passionate about. Yeah. The ones that I, that wasn't successful i felt myself at times wanting something more than they, what they wanted yeah and i think in relationships at times too right when you don't listen to the other person on what they're passionate about you're trying to steer yeah. them down a path that you want them to go yeah. that's where that's where the failures and, and the headaches come into place Yeah. You know? so so it was a, again just a, a learning moment for me right yeah. 16-year gap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to take a step back at times, right? But but I think that's the maturity in me was learning, you know, and I think that's a cool thing, right? As you go through your personal life and your professional life, when you start to reflect you have great people around you to, to just have open conversations with, or I call it the windshield time. Hey, I just want to talk to you about something. They're like, man, are you really listening to what you're saying? Like, you should look at it from this angle. And, and yeah, I remember having a conversation with a mentor of mine, and, and he's a great friend. He's a, he goes, bro, you're trying to get her to do what you would do versus what she wants to do. He goes, you have this all backwards. He mm-hmm. goes, you got to be supporting her on what she wants to do, just like she supported you on what you wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow, right? So, but, but I think that's a great thing, right? It's like when you surround yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. to have those conversations what that they're protecting you and your family and your business that's what it's all about yes. but if i didn't have or we didn't have the right people they're just ah, ah, you this is what you need to do yeah. then what they're telling you is this is what i would do yeah. it, you know so it, it was it was a it was a hard thing for me to understand at first but once i started having those conversations with multiple people it's like Maybe I was wrong in this situation, right? So, yeah. Man,
0: I love what both of you guys are saying because, especially what you said, it's it's about in your positions, it's about empowering your employees, but then in turn in their relationship, empowering your significant other. Because when you empower them, they're going to feel confident about anything that they're going through, because they can come and have a conversation knowing that you are not going to slight them, you're not going to old school put them under your thumb. And so what that then breeds is a support system for you as you're going out and wanting to expand past your comfort zone. So if you're feeling, if you give them the opportunity to be empowered, then when maybe you're not feeling as empowered, they're going to support you and lift you up because guess what you've done. You've allowed them to feel empowered in their own space within the relationship.
2: Man, I, I think even to expound on that is, is that I hear so many times where a woman might say, I don't need a man. Hmm. Or I hear a lot of times where a man would say, I don't need a woman. Or, you know, whatever your gender is, you don't need that significant other. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Stop lying to yourself. Yep. <laughs> Stop. Stop the madness. Like, I need a woman to complete me. Mm-hmm. I can accomplish a lot of things by myself, but if I want to achieve my true potential <laughs> for me and who I love, which is women, I need a woman to complete me. Yeah. And if you are a woman, I don't care how successful you are, if you want to go to that next level, you need the right man. If, if, if you are into men or women or whoever the hell you're into, yeah. like you need that next individual to make you complete, to take you to that next level. Yeah. Yep. And I think the lie that we always tell each other is that, I don't need that man. I don't need that woman. I don't need that individual. I don't need she, him, her, they, whoever, right? I can do right. it by myself. I can do it yeah, by yeah, myself. I, I got this. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I need help. <laughs> yeah. We all need that significant other to take us to that next level. And if you don't believe me, I don't care how successful you are, mm-hmm. when you find that person and realize the next level that that takes you to, then you can reflect back to say, oh, yeah, that was, that was the right call. That yeah. was the right deal. Because yep. yeah. I went through the whole, like, I put my head down, I was in bad relationships, I achieve a level of success, I do whatever and I figure it out. And I did. I plowed through, I moved forward, I did whatever I did. You know, and I'm trying to figure out a new relationship now or whatever, but like, just the thought of where the potential could be to get me wherever and I'm like, yo, if I can figure this out, there is no freaking <clears throat> limit of where I can be in the next five years, yeah. 10 years, or whatever yeah. it is, because it's at a point now to where I'm able to receive, and hopefully that other person can receive me, yeah. to where if that ever happens, every desire between the two of us is done. It's over, it's done, yeah. let's go get that. Whatever that whatever that needs to be. Yeah. And if you would have ask me that same question, or if I had to figure this out four or five years ago, i don't know if
1: i would have had that answer yeah dude it's crazy it's crazy because got promoted in 2015 we were through each other's journey and i thought at the time same as you like i don't need anybody i got this like getting that phone call but then i will tell you like having a you know erica and then my son The success it it just hits different Mm -hmm. because it's it's not short term it's a long term right and it goes back to like the success that I will have at that time early on was just about me but then it stops right there but the success that I have now and I will continue to have it's gonna take care of them for the long term yes And it just hits different right but at the you know at that time I was like I'll just go to Vegas I'll hit up so and so I'll go to STK I'll go do this whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the decision
2: making process is different now because it involves them. 100. Yes,
1: but back then it was just like it was short term. It's like okay, I, I feel great tonight, but tomorrow it's like, well, what am I gonna do? Yeah. But then now it's just it's it's a whole different ballgame. It's it's a, it's more long term on that side, you know. So it just it's crazy, you know, how just. But then when you come across that right person, that's gonna challenge you, but more importantly, help you achieve your goals and challenge you mm-hmm. and push you like, hey. You need to get your, you know what together. You're slacking a just You're like, whoa, whoa, Damn, okay, all right, yeah. I got you, you know. Yeah. But when you don't have that, you know, it, it just, I don't know, man, it, it's just a different. so it's it's much, different, yeah, it's different for, levels, yeah, 100%. And, and like me, you know,
0: I, I have three children from different relationships from 23 to seven. And what I learned <laughs> is I operate at the best of my capacity in those relationships. Mm-hmm. But regardless of how they ended, now in my awareness, I had to go back and honor the fact that I wasn't the man that they needed me to be and heal those relationships. That's deep. And because I healed those relationships... Now, every one of my children's mothers, they know that they can call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and I will be there for them because, guess what? That love that we felt, mm-hmm. that never dies. Yeah. And it lives on through those children. Through those children. Yeah. So why would I want to have a contentious relationship when I know at the end of the day it's going to affect that child? But if I can heal that relationship, oh my God, what is that going to do to that child? Totally,
2: yeah. So, yeah, I have two kids and I'm uh, my date myself. I have three grandkids. Kind of um,
0: I have one, yeah. so, you know, that bridges the gap between yeah, the kids and the it just, of age, I, you I know. know. My
2: kids early, and blah, 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 whatever, but um, it's the same scenario. Like, my kid's mom has a special place in my heart because she is the mother of my children, and we didn't work out, and we both own all we of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that in my entire life and my kid's life, I've never said anything negative about their mother. And whenever they came to me and said they had questions or whatever, I would always answer questions to the fact of what my role was because you're asking me about me. Whenever it came to why did my mom do X or did my mom do X, I'm like, to stop this conversation. You need to go and talk to your mother. Yeah. And if you're expecting me to say anything bad about your mother, it's never going to happen because the love I had for her is why you are here today. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. So, and I think that that's what's lacking in a lot of situations because so many people allow the static and the noise and the, all the things that cause dysfunction in a relationship with someone that's passed to be transferred onto their children because they can't figure out how to fix that piece of it. And so they project it on their kids and their kids project that on their future relationships and it's all screwed up and it's all those different things. And like, for me, it's like, I promise that if relationships outside of what I've ever taught my kids were gonna be something different, It was not going to be what I projected on them or anything negative that I said about their mother. It is going to be based on them trying to figure out who and what their lives should be. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. And then especially when children are involved, it takes a community, a family. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Like my oldest is 23. There are different people that help bring her to where she's at and with you know same thing so it's like yo how can we create a positive environment so that
1: all parties
0: involved can grow
1: yeah
0: whatever happened whatever mistakes so what that love is something that once you give it you can never take that away so honor that get over your freaking ego yep and how can you make sure that the person that you have decided to create another life with feels supported, feels love. understand that whatever happened, happened, and you can grow from it. Because in that growth is where the child is going to benefit. My son, Hunter, his mom, <laughs> Turquoise and I, we used to be bumping heads for years. And so now she can call me, we can have conversations for however long needs to be. And I understand without having a conversation with him that he loves that because he's not having to pick and choose. There was a moment of time when he was like, okay, when I get to a certain age, am I going to have to choose between my mom or my dad? And that's not fair as a father to put that on my son. So how can I make that work so that he understands that he's loved on both sides and he doesn't have to choose, you know? And so I honestly felt like you, you, creating your family and creating and doing the things and maneuvering through to make sure that you know there's a healthy household, that Nolan knows that he's loved, that Erica knows that he's loved, that she's loved. You taking that mantle is something that, man, I, I honor you for because it's not easy in today's day. It's easy to check out and be like, man, you know what? F it. You're not doing what I need you to do? Ah, forget it. I'm going to figure this out. And then you end up causing upheaval later down the line, right? And then I know you've experienced that too. So to be able to be in a place where we are being proactive in how the, our children are being raised, that's planting the seeds for a forest in a jungle that we may or may not ever see, right? It's like dropping that boulder into the tributary that leads into the ocean that ripple lasts forever. So do you want a positive ripple or do you want mm-hmm. tidal waves and tsunamis to come from that you know
2: yeah i think ego is important in all that stuff too i had a conversation with my son today as a matter of fact and the conversation was is that mm-hmm. i'm going to love you unconditionally till we end, yeah. and we built this foundation of love for you however we've also instilled in you a set of values and um, a way of living that we think that is conducive to you being a productive member of society Mm. so if you stray from that path I'm still going to love you unconditionally Mm -hmm. but my actions towards you and how you face what repercussions come from that are going to be different if you stray off the path versus you staying on that path I'm still your father I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to do all those things, but if you choose to diverge on that other path, the response is going to be different, but at the end of it, I'm still going to be there, but everything in the middle, you're going to still have to go through, and I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm glad you said that. One thing, I watched the latest reboot
0: of Doom. And in that, there was a, a, a scene where the father was talking to the son, and as they were going to the next plan, he's like, "Yo, I want you to take the family's name and this and that." And the son was like, "Man, I don't, I don't know if this is my path." And one thing that really hit me was the father looked him in the eye and said, "Listen, whether you choose to take on the name and 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 go about this in the way that I see fit, okay, that doesn't matter. Because guess what? Whatever you choose." You have always been what I needed you to be. My son. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I was like, yo. <laughs> that in itself, that that gave me chills and made me emotional and and you know, with regard to like he, he loves basketball. And I shared that with him. Like, I don't care if he miss a thousand shots or make a thousand. Go out there and be liberated and free because you're going to be loved regardless. So whomever you choose to partner with. If you can instill that in them that regardless of who you are being as a child of God or whatever you believe, I'm going to love you regardless, that is going to open up an opportunity and plant a seed for evolution in that relationship that goes beyond just like the
2: superficial total. And whatever you're going through now, good or bad, is a moment in time. Mm -hmm. It's a moment in time and no matter how high you get or how low you feel, it is what you're in the current and present. Yeah. And you, and what I try to teach my kids and what I try to live every day is, is that I will celebrate your successes with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wallow in your, your discontent when you feel that you are down and you whatever. But understand is that life is is peaks and valleys mm-hmm. and it's very cyclical and it comes back it goes up it tosses you up it sends you back It does whatever makes you feel good and it dashes you against rocks yeah and what you have to understand <clears throat> and believe in the fact of you are confident in your values and what i've taught you and who you should be and who you want to be so when the highs come up you cannot get too high and when the lows come don't get too low Keep that steady keel because life is about peaks and valleys. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a question with,
0: with regard to any sort of relationship, whether it's business, father child communication. Obviously, is key. how have you learned to maneuver in that space of communication with you know with with, with Erica and with you? were building as, as in your
1: family. Man, I think. Um, as, as I guess I get older or wiser, we'll say wiser. It sounds better, right? older well, too. Yeah, we'll, go, or yeah <laughs> more seasoned, more <laughs> seasoned. Yeah, like a bottle of wine, right? It's it's maturing, right? It's aging, right? Um, I think I think Donald hinted on it earlier multiple times. Was when you can remove the emotions out of everything, it's when you make your best decisions. Kay. And so I'll go back to 1994. Right, 94, I was going to Dallas Middle School, got in some trouble, and my parents sent me to St. Paul's High School and come to Louisiana. And I was bitter, I was very rebellious, because how can you tell me you love me, but yet you're gonna ship me away? And I didn't understand it at the time, and then, you know, I was there for four and a half years, and, and I actually grew to like being there, right? And then I remember I graduated in 98, moved back to Houston, went to U of H for half a semester. I was like, man, this is dumb. 90% of kids, 18, move away from home. I'm that 10% that moved back in or stay at home, right? And I remember having this tough conversation with my parents because I was like, hey, I'm gonna pack my bags, I'm gonna move back to Louisiana. And they were saying, well, why would you do that? We're saying you wait for four and a half years, we want you back home. And I was like, well, evidently y'all sent me away for something, whatever that something was, I have no idea, so I'm gonna go find it. And I remember having, you know, and, and it was just really what it was, was me just being stubborn, me being hard headed and moving back out. And at that time I knew the right decision, right? The, or I wouldn't say the right, the easy decision would have been stay at home with m- my family, free rent, Mom was going to wash my clothes, (laughs) provide me dinner, whatever it may be. But I wanted to go back out to Louisiana and just be on my own because evidently they sent me away for a purpose. I didn't know what that that purpose was. And what was, if I could go back in time, I would have asked them, hey, why did y'all send me away? Yeah. Right. And I think that if I would have gone back to ask that question, Maybe things would have been different nowadays. But I truly believe that everything does happen for a reason. And as we went on, you know, through this journey, I mean, I'm very blessed that the decisions that I made and my family made and they supported me. Even though my dad might have been like, you're making the dumbest decision of your life, I'm going to let you learn the hard way, you know. So I'm blessed to be where I'm at today with the sacrifices that my family made and everything. But I think that overall, if if I can go back in time, i would just say, hey, why did John send me to St. Paul? Cause I think at that time I just was confused. Yeah. How can you tell me that you love me and say, Hey, we love you, but we're going to ship you away. Mm-hmm. Tough love. Tough yeah. love. Yeah. Right. And, and it was hard, man, because even, even then moving back home after I graduated and then moving back out. And then 2002, when I came back to Houston, like I think this is my third or fourth tour back, back and forth yeah. in Houston, right. I remember my mom and I, we butted heads because we're, like we were talking earlier, we're the same identical personalities. Like the fiery side is from my mom, the chill, relaxed side is from my dad. And we didn't get along for a while. And what it came down to was just lack of communication, not understanding who the other person was. Mm -hmm. And I start to watch my mom and dad, how they interacted, Mm -hmm. right? And and especially with mom going through her cancer treatments and all that stuff. It really helped me be a better person to to be the person I am today for Nolan and for Erica, yeah. right? And it really, what it came down to was just having open and honest conversations about things. And their relationship was not perfect, right? But they were open and honest about it. And and if, so for me, it was just being able to learn from from them, from other people, the good and the bad yeah. on that side, you know. So um, it, it's it's a constant evolution, man. Like yeah. you know, but I think there is a difference between hearing someone and actually actively listening listening to somebody. Because sometimes you hear me, but I don't think you're actually listening to what I'm saying. right? I think people get... Because we had that conversation we were having dinner earlier. It's like, but do people really know what the difference between hearing and listening is? Some might say yes, but I don't think they actually do understand what it is, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Question
0: for you. We kind of talked about this earlier. When it comes to conflict resolution, Mm -hmm. With regard to relationships, and I touched on this, yo, is it going to be problem solving or solution creating? How do you go about navigating that conflict resolution, especially when you're balancing all the rigors that it comes from your professional life? Like, how do you go about that intangible? the cat-and-mouse game from partner to partner, how do you go about making sure you're open for that conflict
2: resolution? Totally, and I think for me, where I speak from is a position of who I am and wherever, but I think it relates to a lot of different people, is you have to remove yourself from the fact of your partner does not work for you, right? They're not somebody who you tell what to do. They're not somebody (laughs) whatever. And they're an active participant to choose to be in your life mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that one more time mm-hmm. They're an active participant to choose to be in your world, life, no matter what level you are in the world mm-hmm. and I think that for me, and mm-hmm. what I had to learn was is that the individual who chose to be in my life um there was a level of responsibility that came with that. And it was, let's challenge each other to be better, but that cannot come at the detriment of the relationship, and it cannot come with a level of disrespect on every level. And understanding that since we're all different, there's going to be this whole, I don't like when you do this, I don't like when you do that, but that cannot be the the crux of every freaking conversation. I think the other thing, too, that is what stands out to me is, is like, I am a fighter. And from day one, I can laundry list of all the things that I had to fight to be who I am today. Um, The one scenario in my life where it has never been successful, and I had a recent conversation with um, the new lady in my life now is, is that, You can challenge me to be whatever you think I should be, and I will accept that and I will whatever because I want you to help me to be better. And I'm going to challenge you to be better, and let's be better together. The thing that cannot happen between us is that we cannot compete against each other. Mm. I gotta fight the world, I gotta fight this, I gotta fight that, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I cannot fight you when I come home every day. Like, we cannot be in competition together. Let's love each other, let's respect each other, let's figure out this world together, but if I tell you something about my day, or if you tell me something about what you did, and I respond, it is coming from a level of effort of me trying to sympathize with you using an example, but I am not, trying to compete with you yeah. because if we have to compete with each other in a relationship we are Dead. doomed to fail yeah
0: 100 and whenever we get into relationships and i tell people this and women this when i get into it yo know, i'm going to come from a place of love conscious mm-hmm. love so if anything i say happens to rub you the wrong way like we have something to talk about because you have to honor the fact that i'm not going to come at you sideways because we have both decided and made the choice to invest in whatever this may or may not be to be there right we're choosing to be there so you should know from an ironclad point of view that I am going to always embrace you with love, even if I don't understand you. So when we wrap our minds around that, I don't think there's enough of that, which is why we always get into the ego. Like, how dare you say that or apologize for this. And I tell people, you don't have to apologize. If you are doing something out of malice towards me, then apologize. But if you look me in the eye and tell me that you love me, I'm going to embrace that because there is something that comes from you looking somebody else in the eye and say, you know what? I love you. I love you. We don't say that enough. And so in these relationships, it's like, yo, you have to understand that that is a key component is that love not superfluous. None of that. It comes from a place of love. Love. Do you find it easy once you commit and invest in that like you are with Erica mm-hmm. for her to understand like, yo, I'm, even though I am driven, my whole meal is love and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you feel loved and supported and that you're enough. And my wife is
2: you. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's, the, that's the next level. Right? Yeah. You are my why. Yes. I'm not moving
0: yeah. unless I'm moving in conjunction with not only mine, but
2: our yeah. My why is your, your Yeah. Why. And if I told you my why is you, respect and understand mm-hmm. what that actually means.
0: Are y'all listening yeah. to that? Say, can you say it one more time? If I'm
2: telling you you are my why. Understand the level of commitment of what it took for me to get to that level and understand Of what that means and how far I will go for you. You are my why. I had this conversation the other night, like, and try not trying to not, not to the conversation. But, no, yeah. yeah, but like, it was like, I, I'm trying to figure out who you are and understand or whatever, but like, understand. For me to be everything you need to be, I want to be your person. Mm. I want to be your why, mm. and I'm telling you, you are fast becoming my why. And if you get to that point, understand the the limits, the top, the every freaking thing that we could ever possibly be is limitless. Is if we become each other's why? Mm-hmm. Why I do this? Why I go to work? Why I exist? Why I want to make a million dollars? Why I want to take it with me? Why we're gonna go on this vacation? Why? If we can become each other's why? Oh. There's no limit to what we can oh. do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I can't. <laughs>
2: it,
1: it's easy sometimes, right? When you explain the why, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I got you, I got you." And I remember having this conversation with Erica in Chicago. Like, hey, I have a crazy idea. I'm bored. I want to be unboard. I want to be uncomfortable. I said, but if we do this, it's got to be a team effort overall. I said, Cause if I was single, it'd be no brainer. But it's, I'm not single anymore. And this is a family decision. And I remember having a conversation. I said, but it's it's going to be very uncomfortable because we have a very cush life. Yeah. I'm about to make a sacrifice that we all are about to make a sacrifice. Yeah. And I remember she's like, I don't know. We got you. I I don't think you fully understand. It's about to get uncomfortable because you go from having everything and anything to make a certain sacrifice because it's hard when you get to a certain level, you start, you go, you get promoted, you get get upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to downgrade that lifestyle sometimes, right? And i remember having this conversation with her and it was like are you sure are you sure and she was like okay now i'm getting worried i was like but i need you to be very honest and real to me and what it came down to was more of like i believe in you you believe in yourself let's just do this right and i think you know we we talk about the why sometimes and i think people even miss you know they they, they get that mr cliche yeah Yeah. it's like no do you truly understand The why behind why we're doing this versus just and and sometimes even when they say yes I don't think they understand the the adaptability the change that comes with that because with the why there has to be a lot of change that comes with that and I think anything that we do as we go through life that to me is the hardest part is the adaptability because once you once you get promoted once you progress you, you you move up the ladder you get all this stuff but sometimes when you do take a step back or whatnot that adaptability part it is the hardest thing yeah, in the world yeah. to adapt to yeah. but when you have someone that's that can be honest to you and call you out on your bs sometimes it's like no i think you're crazy i don't yeah. think we should do that and i think that's what's so important about it you know but i remember having that conversation we had a bottle of derange <laughs> hey, I- <laughs> The boxes are checked, you sure you want to do this or we can Nope, we sure I was like, You sure about and, this? The, and if any wine you could drink to the range with the with, marks of like we're crazy as fuck, like we're gonna figure this yeah. out. Yeah. Like that's the perfect bottle of wine for that conversation. But yeah. I think I think I think that's the key though, right? Like I know I know we're talking about relationships now and earlier we were talking about like business and all those things, but it, it, you go asked me about my values and again when you surround yourself with the right people that have your best interests at heart that are gonna be honest to you about everything. The decision, it's, it's never gonna be easy, mm-hmm. but it makes it a little bit, it, it just, you just feel-, you feel supported. Yeah, you feel supported you feel that if you're gonna fall, you have that safety net that's gonna be there to pick you up yeah. immediately, right? Yeah. And, and it's crazy because we were talking about like, man, when I was single, I got this, it was just, but then you realize, man, if you made a bad, bad decision and you fell, Who the hell is gonna be there to pick you up? Nobody. Right? To where now you know, when when I if I do make a decision and it doesn't work out, I also know that I have a great safety net and a support system that's gonna be there for me. But also, hey, yeah, bad choice, get back going, let's go again. Yeah. Before I didn't have that. Yeah, I might have. I was delusional. I got this. I got this. But then I really didn't. You know. So again, I I think as we go through, you know, different journeys in our lives, you start to realize. Oh, I thought I had it good, or Mm. I thought I had it, but then you're like, no, I I really didn't. Yeah. You know. So it's just. um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Earlier when
0: I when I mentioned the fact of you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. Oh, Oh. yo, (laughs) relationships will put the rubber to the road. <laughs> yeah. Because you can be as selfish as possible but when you start to take account for being the servant leader for not only the person that you love but we have families now yeah. and we want to grow so that <clears throat> selflessness in servant leadership is tantamount. Because guess what? We've all been single before and even in when we're in relationships when you kind of dabble, I'm going to be selfless, but now i got to be selfish. That is going to throw the biggest cog and the biggest wedge in what we're actually trying to grow in our families, right? So it's like understanding now that with everything that we have on our shoulders as kings, to be able to pivot, because obviously in all of our industries we have to be on point, to be able to pivot, but to be able to recognize like, yo, when we are dealing emotionally with somebody that is going to help, support, love, whenever we're going through it, we have to honor them in that process, right? And so with that being said, the last, what, what are some thoughts that you have with regard to relationships and where you see yourself going to make sure that, you align yourself in your current relationship and share with her like, yo, this is where I'm going and I need this from
2: you to work with me so we can get to where it is that we need to be. I think the first thing I, where I'm starting and trying to, because I'm in a new relationship right yeah. now and uh, I can see the potential of where it can go um, and the fantastic individual of who she is now. Um, and, and And for me is that where I I draw back to myself is to say, I'm really trying not to project who I think she should be Mm. um, versus her evolution of getting to where she's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other part of that is, is that I'm trying to accept every bad thing and every screwed up relationship of whatever that is to let her process through that because I'm of a viewpoint of where there's so many people that would clap out and say, I cannot be a part of that. The reason why this individual is in your life is because she had to go through that to get to you Mm. because if it was all perfect, she would have never been in a position (laughs) to be where she is at now Mm -hmm. for you. Um, and I'm trying to accept and wrap my arms around all of that and support her to be who she will be and I think for me is that for myself is I am truly trying to understand who I am and that is an ever-changing individual on a daily, weekly basis because I'm trying to grow and be who I need to be and I'm trying to create an environment of inviting this person in, understanding where they are currently now and understanding who they can be and whatever, while still keeping true to who I am to be where I see we and us can be 10, 15 years from now. And I think that if you ever wanna be, regardless of what you're, whoever you are, and to be the leader of, of what you and your family unit can be, is that you have to meet people where they are, understand who they can be, and weather the storm and help them understand uh, where that and who they can go uh, and how that factors into what it can absolutely be you gotta deal with all that BS at the time. <laughs> 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 I dig it. I dig it. That's what some good wine is for.
1: Yeah, right, okay, right, okay. right,
0: right, right.
1: Stay true to who you are. Okay. Allow the other individual to stay true to who they are. Okay. And then I think what's important, right, is that you gotta be open minded and actively listening to what their mm-hmm. needs are, and they gotta do the same for you. Mm-hmm. And you're writing a story and you gotta be able to fill in those gaps and help push each other to accomplish what they want to do. And and so the million dollar question when she presented that to me was, You haven't had a relationship since when? What's wrong with you? And I said, What's Mm. wrong with you?
2: I "I was like, evidently I was like, I (laughs) was like, like, (laughs) like, evidently
1: (laughs) we here for a reason. Mm. So what's your story? Here's my story. What's the void? What's missing? how can i help you accomplish that how can you help me accomplish that stay true to who you are i'm gonna stay true to who i am and if you're okay with that let's ride this thing out because it's not gonna because what what drives me crazy and i think we talked about this earlier was there is no such thing as the perfect person right like there isn't Anything in life, there is no such thing as perfect. I think there's a difference between perfect and and excellence. But when you come through the individual, there's not a perfect person. Like, I I laugh and and I probably shouldn't. But when someone says, oh, my so-and-so, he or she is so perfect. I was like, I think you're just bamboozled. Because there is no such thing, right? But for me, it's just like, hey, what are your imperfections? How can I help you, you know, fix some of those things? Mm-hmm. And and I think that once you are comfortable in your own skin, understanding that you're not perfect, you're never going to be perfect, so is the other person. But how can you fulfill that void? But But more importantly... What do you want to be, and how can I help you get there? That's when the journey becomes fun. Yes, right. Because yeah. because, yes. because if you can't do that, then yes. it's just excuse my name, it's just a bullshit story. Yes, it, it, it's a fake shit. Because you might say that those are so great, but then behind the scenes, what are you doing? You telling your friends, <laughs> you exactly. tell, yeah. telling your friends, you telling your girlfriend, ah, oh, this blah 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 blah. Then they're probably like, well, why are you with this dude? Right. Why are you with this girl? You know, so I think for me, it goes back to the values, right? Like family, you know, transparency and and all that stuff. Like, just be real. Like, I'll tell you what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. I would hope that you can then help me fulfill that. And I would do the same for you. And for that moment. Yeah, it's good. And if not, you can have some great wine. And to to that
2: point, what you're saying is that you want someone that is perfectly imperfect. Mm. Mm. And what you also want. Is that in that imperfection they're perfect for
1: you? Yep. Yeah.
2: Perfectly yeah.
1: perfect, but perfect for you. Yep. Cause I think what Erica and I what what goes well for us is that we're very honest to each other. Yeah. And and at the same time, she's always pushing me to like be better. But it's not be better for what's best for her. It's hey, what do you want to do? How can I help you achieve that? Right. And I think that people get that 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 misconstrued at times is like they're trying to force that person to to be who they want to be Mm -hmm. versus our job is, hey, who are you and how can I be? How can I bring the best of you to the table table. every day? But I think that comes with the ego and confidence and security, because sometimes people, they take that confidence as an insecurity as well and that's a whole different conversation that's a whole different conversation that's a whole different conversation sometimes people will say "Well, no, I want you to be the best of who you are I want you to be independent but let's be real about it right a lot of males take a female executive they can say that they want her to be like I want you to be the baddest person in the world but then behind the scenes like, they take that as a fear where mm-hmm. I'm just like oh, hell no I love that stuff mm-hmm. right but that's episode four or five. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, listen, can we toast? Toast. Let's do Cheers. it. Because this right <laughs> here is something that the world needs to hear from men sharing to just the audience yeah. of just sharing and being vulnerable, man. So, toast up to everybody that follows and listens to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. They're going to be many, many more of these conversations because yeah. it's all about making sure that we are progressing towards the best versions of ourselves. So, mm-hmm. man, I love you Kev. Your I love you, Donald. Love you, brother. And I love you all for listening. Thank you for locking arms with well, not just me, but us in terms of growing towards what it is, who it is that you want to be. So, we love you all and um, cheers to Success and Abundance. Cheers. Cheers.